This podcast deals with mature themes that are intended for an adult audience. The information in this show could be triggering and cause distress for some viewers. If you feel in distress, please seek out help. Please take care and listening. Review with Delcy Martin. Welcome back to the Relationship Review with Delcy Martin. This is the season finale of season three, and I'm just so happy to have you with me today. I want to thank you for staying with me on this journey. And if you like this podcast, feel free to share about it, tell your friends. And especially if you like it, please rate this podcast on whatever platform you listen to this on. It can really help in uh, getting people who don't know this podcast to be able to find it. So I'm very grateful to you and uh, very grateful to this brave space. Today is part three of our three-part series on parenting as a team. Today we're going to look at parenting adult children as a team. Adult children are a marginalized population when it comes to research. There's many studies out there outlining the different stages of parenting, but few that address how parenting adult children affects the core relationship. The majority of parents report that they find a lot of joy in remaining involved in their adult children's lives, and that the biggest struggle is learning how to communicate with them. Today's adults live in a very different world from the one in which their parents were raised. We're faced with crippling student loan debt, a very competitive and underpaid job market, pressure to perform and succeed, and comparison to others by social media. The pressures are very real that we're having to deal with. So culturally in the Western world, the idea of independence has been seen as a sign of success. But what is actually the definition of independence? Is it that your child's left home? Is it that they're in a relationship? That they have their own job? Is it that they no longer feel a need to come to you with their problems? There's so many options here. The definition of success in terms of independence, separation, and leaving home is absolutely a Western concept. This is not shared in other parts of the world. Milestones, these milestones that we're talking about that were once indicative of raising your children to success really no longer apply in the society that we have today. So we want to look at moving away from a complete independence model toward a less dependent model as your sign of success. And I use the word success lightly. I don't really love the word success because it's truly so dependent on the situation and the human. But moving toward a less dependent model could open up a conversation between adult children and parents to allow for a new way of relating where you're all still a family, all bonded in mutual love and care, but allowing your children to have the development of their own family that they need. 
With more and more adults needing to return to living at home, this is causing strain in the relationships of the parents. You have a vision of what your life will look like after your children leave home. And in many cases, this involves more quality time with your partner, travel, more income, a quiet household. But when adult children return home, it feels like your internal goal of your post-child rearing years has to be put on hold. And this can cause a lot of tension in relationships. A 2022 study found that half of all adults ages 18 to 29 are still living at home. People in their 20s and 30s are taking longer to reach traditional milestones, like marriage and children, and this can put a strain on adult children and parent relationships. But we also have to remember that it was our parents who encouraged us to wait until we had reached career milestones before settling down. The timelines on achieving these traditional milestones have shifted to later in life, leaving many adult children needing to be dependent on their parents for longer. And truly, many of them don't want to have to be. I've sat with many folks in my counseling space at the Wellness Clinic in Brandon, and my clients are struggling because they want to leave home. They feel less than for not having left home, but they can't because of financial constraints. Researchers have found that it's taking us 50% longer to achieve traditional life goals than it took our parents to make the same transitions. 50% longer. That's no joke, guys. The gap between housing costs and salaries has widened by about five times, meaning that we need more time to accumulate money to be able to buy our first home or even to afford an apartment. And if it's and if time isn't on our side, we have to rely on parents to provide this for us if they're able to. We don't want to. We want to be sufficient. We want to do this stuff ourselves. Employers are asking for more and more education to do the jobs that once didn't need all this education, resulting in us needing more school, being unable to afford school, taking out loans, and then spending years and years in debt to pay those loans back, setting us back so far compared to those who didn't go to school. So as parents of adult children, yes, there is absolutely a valid frustration that the young generation is still at home, but please resist the temptation to blame these things on laziness or failure to launch and look at the circumstances that are surrounding the world we live in right now. I don't believe that you should deplete yourself for your adult children, but at the same time, empathy and understanding of the challenges of being young in this world is absolutely vital. The other piece is that adult children living at home, it's actually a very normal occurrence in other areas of the world. There's a lot of benefits that could come from having your adult children at home. One of the big ones is that you and your partner now have a unique opportunity to develop a strong adult relationship with your children and get to know one another on a totally different level. The key is having open conversations about what everyone's expectations are with the understanding that everyone's expectations are equally valid. This is a relationship built on equality rather than power over. There's a dance between dependence and independence throughout the adult years. Sometimes these struggles with independence just come down to differences in personality. 
it's important to recognize when your conflicts are coming from differences in personality. Maybe you're conflicting because you're so much alike. Maybe you're conflicting because you're absolutely nothing alike. Maybe you're conflicting because they're like your partner. (laughs) Maybe your child reminds you of a family member that you historically didn't get along with and you're projecting your feelings onto them. There's so many options out there. But if your adult child comes home with a new partner, make space for this individual in your family. Building a strong relationship with your children is also about building a strong relationship with their loved ones. It sends a strong message that you care and you understand that this person is important to your important person. Parents are usually expected to be the adult in interactions and to know better. But your adult children are also the adult and they should be conducting themselves as such. However, your adult child will also naturally fall into relating to you the way that they did in childhood, unless they have made an explicit decision to do differently. Do your best to avoid relating to them the way that you always have. If you aren't getting a level of maturity from them that you hope for, switch things up a bit. You both have a unique opportunity to be leaders in how adult family members have conversations. There is an implicit idea that due to age, there comes wisdom in all things. Your children need to make allowances for the wisdom that you can bring. But that also doesn't mean that you are all things wise. Any parenting quirks that you had when your kids were younger will follow you into how you relate to them as adults, unless you make a conscious decision to do things differently. Do your best to avoid over-involvement. There's two key stages in development where seeking independence is key. Those stages are toddlerhood and adolescence. But there is also this third less talked about stage in early adulthood where you're trying to establish yourself as separate and different from your family of origin. Parents, if you are giving advice to your adult child and they seem taken aback or offended, it may not be the particular advice you're giving, but the fact that they are doing their best to see themselves as independent and capable adults, and advice giving can feel like you don't think they're capable. Don't expect your adult children to automatically cooperate with you just because you're their parent. If there's one member of the parenting team that continuously questions your children's decisions or seems to be overly invested, I encourage you to have a gentle conversation with your partner, stressing how wonderful it is that they care so much, but that your children also need to be able to make their own life decisions. Sharing your wisdom is important and in many cases vital, but be cautious that you and your partner don't cross into criticism territory. Criticism from a parent, even when your child is an adult, still bites as hard as it did when we were kids. And criticism can and likely will cause your child to shut down. When sharing wisdom, first empathize with how your child could be feeling. An example, you must be feeling very lost and confused right now. Then share your wisdom. Here's something that worked for me when I went through something similar. Finally, make allowances for independence. But just because I'm sharing this information doesn't mean I expect you to do it. The decision is always yours. It's important to recognize that unless your child is making a mistake that is vital or life-threatening, you need to ask yourself, what's my goal here? 
And if your answer is to make your child agree with you, it might be best to reserve opinions for yourself. I ran into this excellent metaphor in my research for understanding your role in advice giving. And this, this metaphor says, be a consultant, not a CEO. Offer helpful advice, but don't expect to be running the company. Do your best to avoid under-involvement in your adult child's life. There's an expectation that family relationships will be on the children's terms, and that's how we foster independence. Unfortunately, this assumption does nothing but foster emotional distance between parents and children. Yes, your kids have an important role in doing the work to maintain relationships, but it can't all be on them. As a couple, you and your partner have to set an intention as to how much reaching toward your children you want to do and how you can stay involved in their lives while still respecting your own boundaries. If there is under-involvement in your children's lives, your children will still take that as a message that they're not cared about or that they're no longer a priority in your life, just as they would have when they were young. Don't be afraid to let your kids know that they're important to you. Scheduling weekly or bi-weekly check-ins, that can be really helpful in helping everyone to remember. When your adult children becomes parents themselves, it's an exciting and stressful time for everyone. How you show up as grandparents is very much a personal choice and culturally determined. Over-involvement can make your children feel that you don't believe that they know how to be parents. Don't be afraid to have an open conversation with your children, stating that you want to be an active part of your grandchildren's lives, while stating that you don't want to overstep. So if, you, if they feel that you are, it's on them to let you know. And if your children say that you are overstepping, you can't be upset at them for that if the boundary has already been set. Boundary setting is very important because you don't want to be taken advantage of. It's your children's job to parent their children, not yours. Having an open conversation about your expectations of how often you can help is beneficial for both you and your children. Under-involvement in the lives of your grandchildren can set your children up for some serious mental health problems. Postpartum depression is a very real and very scary thing. There's many causes for PPD, but I truly believe that a big contributing factor is isolation from extended family. We were never meant to parent the way that we do now, with family all over the country, extended family taking little interest in being actively involved, and parents not getting breaks from parenting. We were supposed to be parenting as a group, co-parenting as an intergenerational team, giving the parents a much-needed mental health break and allowing them to reconnect in their intimate relationships. Sadly, for many, this is not happening and is putting mothers and fathers at risk of developing some serious mental health issues from burnout. If you have parents who aren't involved in your children's lives as much as you'd like them to, the feelings of disappointment are very real and very normal. Sometimes that sometimes what can help is to remember that there's an intergenerational effect in how much time is spent and what roles parents and grandparents take on. As an example, in my East Coast background, grandparents, aunties, uncles, and extended family take on an active role in parenting young children. They go to sleepovers, they take trips together, and the extended family becomes as much a part of your child's life as their own parents are. 
This is not the case in every family. If you come from a family or your partner comes from a family where extended family doesn't have a huge amount of involvement or has selective involvement in your children's lives, your first instinct will be to believe that they don't care. But reality is that this type of involvement likely doesn't come naturally to them. If you're a parent of adult children and your go-to is, well, my parents didn't do thing A or thing B for me, challenge yourself to be the one to break the mold and do things differently. Just because you had a hard time as a young adult because of the position you were put in by your extended family doesn't mean your children have to be in the same position. When you have adult children, this is your time to further develop your relationship with your intimate partner. This is the time to do the dates, travel, do the long talks at night, start to date each other again, and take an active role in connecting with each other. Reclaiming your intimate relationship is key in these years, or you can lose yourselves and start living in parallel to one another. If you've neglected your intimate relationship when your children were in their younger years, chances are good that you're feeling the sting of it now that you and your partner are alone with each other. But listen, this doesn't mean that you failed in your relationship. This just means that you have to work a bit harder in connecting with one another again. If you aren't sure how to do this, Go back to season one of my podcast and check out the episode on building intimate friendship. Don't stop spending family time together. If you and your partner used to love going shopping with your child, don't let adulthood stop you. Continue to carve out special time with your child and with your partner. It fosters a strong relationship and helps build emotional connection. Thank you so much for being with me today. This concludes season three of the Relationship Review. We're going to take a brief break, um, likely until after Christmas, and then we're going to open up season four. And I'm going to be switching the model for the Relationship Review a bit. I'm going to be moving away from intimate relationships and just talking about relationships in general. So we're going to do a season four opening with your relationship with your physician, where I'm going to be interviewing uh, one of our amazing doctors at the wellness clinic, Dr. Elise Geyser Edwards. And we're going to be talking about your relationship with your physician and how you can foster that and build it, what's normal, what isn't normal. And for the rest of the season, I'm going to be looking at relationships with lots of different people, lots of different professionals. And we're going to be doing a lot more interviews with real people on this show. So I'm hopeful that you like this new model. I'm going to take a little bit to develop it. And if there's anything in particular that you would like to see covered or a relationship that you would like me to interview somebody about, uh, please reach out to me at D Martin, D-M-A-R-T-I-N at wellnessclinicbrandon.ca. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And take good care and welcome to my brave space. Thank you.